what's going on, everybody? This is Frisky Morris Sessions, episode 49, featuring Ribbonhead. Uh, new guys, I've kind of known them on and off for a while now when I did the Out of Towners uh, episode 5, featuring Hana Lee from Trend, New Jersey. Uh, Ribbonhead was also playing that show, so I got to meet them informally during that show at Liars Club, and I've kept in contact with them ever since. And really musically talented guys. I mean, it's so fun seeing all these bands bring something new and different to the table and all kind of not be your traditional punk rock four chords in and out kind of thing uh ribbonhead's a perfect perfect example of one of those bands that mixes a bunch of different genres and subgenres and influences into their music and really makes something unique and we talk about it in the interview where they say if we're getting into like an acdc kind of thing where all the songs are sounding the same or they're all derivatives of the same kind of chord progression we're we're doing something wrong uh which i really like and admire about this band uh there are three piece that packs a ton of sound and there are four tracks that they play live in the studio is really really true to their sound really raw and a couple of these songs you're going to hear are unreleased uh so a kind of a little taste for Ribbonhead fans that are looking for uh, what is going to be coming out of the pipeline for the band. Uh, they were just recording earlier this winter, so they're going to be coming out with new material pretty soon. Uh, so this is Frisky Moore Sessions episode 49 featuring Ribbonhead. Uh, next week, we're going to take the week off since this release is coming a little later in the week. Want to give this time to percolate and sit and have everyone have time to enjoy it uh next after that will be the first album review roundtable representing releases from 2016 so it's going to be releases from january february and march of this year uh chris and i are going to be joined by two guests per usual in this new uh style of the format it's going to be gary who is the lead uh lead musician vocalist for headspins uh predominant chicago punk rock band here in chicago and then the other guest will be kendra who is the chicago overlord for for the love of punk if you're unfamiliar with for the love of punk uh they're based out of denver but also have kind of satellite offices everywhere and kendra and patrick i had on the podcast uh, a little while ago, uh, definitely go back and check that episode out. Uh, but Patrick is down in Carbondale, so it's kind of Kendra at the helm of For Love of Punk for Chicago. So she will be joining us along with Gary for the album review roundtable coming up. And then we have another Out of Towners episode to kind of wrap up April, and that is going to be with uh, Braver, and they are an amazing band from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, We have that interview in their van outside of Quenchers, and it was one of those where we ran out of time uh, to do the speed round, and then after the show and we were good and drunk, we all piled back into the van with Ryan from Tens and Two Houses to wrap up the interview. So it's going to be a fun one listening back to that one, so definitely stay tuned for that Out of Towners, and that's going to be number seven. So... Album Review Roundtable, 
Out of Towners number seven featuring Braver. And then May, we're going to get some really cool acts coming in. Uh, Brick Assassin and Dog and Wolf will be our two local guests uh, in the month of April. So you'll be hearing their Frisky Morris sessions soon. Uh, we also have a ton of bands on the waiting list that are you're going to hear uh, also. But enough talk of the future. Let's talk about what you're going to be listening to right now. This is Frisky Morris Sessions, episode 49, featuring Ribbonhead. Enjoy. going on everybody this is frisky morris sessions episode 49 i'm here with john lee and josh of ribbonhead what's going on guys hello hello you just heard the first track that they played live in the studio at multi-track recording called gray and that was off that was the first track on animal right yep uh so with this new release or i guess it's not new anymore uh what you guys did it on cassette. Uh, tell me about why you guys chose to do a cassette release <laughs> and how you guys hooked up with Be Happy Records to help put out the cassette. Cassette uh, uh, kind of yeah. fell in our lap. Uh, because, just offered. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, actually. That's, yeah, I'm in a band with Craig. Um, Craig Woods. He runs Be Happy Records. Okay. He was in Towers and like Peter and Craig and all those bands back in the day. And mm-hmm. He's had... Yeah, he said be happy just drop forever. all the names now. Yeah, yeah. He said be happy forever, and he he uh, he offered like like a year ago. He's like, I want to put out your tape, like because he's been doing uh, like small runs for bands, just like okay. like fifty, and then that's it kind of thing. Mm. And, then, and it just like financially, there's no fucking way we're ever gonna put out like a you know spend six hundred dollars on a seven inch, do a <laughs> do a three hundred or five hundred minimum run, and then sit on four hundred and eighty for the rest of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Like, the, like eight months for it. The 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 cost per unit on uh, tapes is way lower, so we can actually get them. And the cost per unit on tapes that we're not paying for is way lower. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and we're not queued up behind Jack White 
and whatever the hell Third Man Records is pooping out, <laughs> so we can just get the turnaround right away. Right, for sure. It's not a six-month delay. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll talk about kind of recording and songwriting and all that in the second segment, uh, but for now, let's just kind of go back and do like a little bit of an origin story. How do you guys know each other? How did the lineups change happen, and how did we get to where we are today? Enjoy, fellas. <laughs> that's a lot of us and then no Josh uh, yeah that's how I like it I, I ran into Lee at uh, a get together one of our mutual friends was having and he was talking about playing music which is pretty par for the course <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like yeah we should jam he's like yeah cool and it didn't happen and then I ran into him again like I don't know how many months later. Like three months later, yeah. he totally called me out on yeah. it. So I was like, oh, I'm a dick. Because like so many people are like, yo, we should jam, we should jam, and then you jam once or you, you just never fucking jam, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been 30 bands if every single person <laughs> that actually said they wanted to jam actually jammed. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I snuck in there surreptitiously. I, I don't think the uh, drummer that they had at the time knew that that was happening. And, <laughs> yeah, and it just kind of It kind of worked TV out. stars. <laughs> And then, yeah, we, we played for like a year, and we had Vinny uh, on guitar and vocals, and then Vinny got all adult on us and got engaged and went back to college and just got busy. And then uh, we had played a show at Quencher's with White Bronco, which was Josh's band at the time. It was a two-piece, and we thought Josh was a maniac. <laughs> and uh, so we, like, I think we tried a couple guitarists. I can't remember. Two or three, yeah. And then we're just like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> oh yeah, Josh said he's a guitarist first and a bass player second. He's playing bass in White Bronco. Mm -hmm. So I hit up Josh on Facebook, mm -hmm. and he almost didn't respond because he thought I almost it was didn't answer else. John because he, I've played guitar for fucking fifteen years now. And John's first question to like I've never talked to him before. Like we play, <laughs> I, I was in a band. I played bass in this other band. It was a bassist and a drummer, and it was basically like this, like a lot of yelling and a lot of distortion, okay, and unnecessarily loud. <clears throat> and we played with them, and it was <laughs> oh the Fester show. Yeah, that was that was, uh, it, was it was show. the worst show ever. No, uh, oh, it, I feel like that's a great story no, that people would love to hear. It's good, but he's <laughs> like he's like. So he reaches out to me, he's like, uh, so you play guitar too, right? And I looked at it, and I didn't see that it was a new person. I was like, okay, this is one of my friends being a fucking retard. Like, I, there's no, there's absolutely no way that somebody doesn't know that I play guitar. So I, like, minimized it. And I went and got my girlfriend, I was like, come here, look at this. Eddie is like, hey, Josh, do you play guitar? And I pulled it up, I was like, who the fuck is John? <laughs> and I looked at it, I was like, oh, no, somebody's asking me. No, yeah, I play guitar. Shit, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and then... Uh, I didn't even know that. And then, <laughs> and then Josh showed up to the first one and was like, yeah, I know the EP. And we're like, oh, cool. And he's like, I can play it this way or I have this other way of playing it, too. And I'm like, you have options. You know yeah. the entire EP and you have options. And then, yeah, we started banging out stuff fast. And then... Uh, we played one show with our old... With Vinny. That was a vocals yeah. and guitar and me on guitar. Yeah, like alone. Model. Yeah. And it was fun, but it, it there was, like, literally one. Yes. Just a one-off. <laughs> yep. Would there... Is there a conscious decision to keep it a three-piece, or Kinda, yeah. with your sound, is there, like, a benefit to having a second guitar or having, like, a lead singer? Do you think the energy's there and... There's there, no need for a fourth person in the mix. Every time we've done it, it's two guitars. And this is so simple that like two guitars just drown each other out unless uh -huh. they're doing the same thing. And then it's just 
like fun natural stereo. There's so much going on already yeah. that I don't. Right. Really <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's a point of pride too in being like oppressively loud. Yeah. <laughs> and on, only a three piece. Yeah. Right. Like Josh's usual setup is like a two fifteen Fender refrigerator. Yeah. And then he had another four ten. Four twelve. And then he's playing through a four ten Sun and a fifteen Emperor. And then I've got my oversized kit, and it just the, the goal is just to like just hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Shock. Yeah, people just see it, they're like, "Oh, it's going to be banned." Then we just, just from the first scenario, it's like, yeah. "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know early on you guys did a tour in my research with Pompaloose. No, no, no. Nope. That ended up we're not looking happening. up the Austin, Texas a, ribbon head. Oh, there's yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're better. And we're better. <laughs> we have more likes. Which Just is, saying I, that out I there. Think Just, that, that validates I don't think us more. But they're like an electro pop weird. Oh, like, yeah. They stopped we've been trying to distance ourselves. <laughs> they stopped in 2013, like end of 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have you guys ever hit the road or done anything outside of Chicago? Have you guys stayed we've pretty mobile? Uh, we, well, we, oh God, we played Disaster House. Yeah. <laughs> Which lived up to its name. Yeah. Um, it's not just a clever name. No. It was a basement show. Uh shit went sideways real fast. Uh, oh, right. I think I we played the word. I think we played four songs. Four or five songs and then somebody destroyed all Josh's equipment. Yeah, like the the, <laughs> the, the pit was just out of control and like beer was getting everywhere. Like the fifty year old Josh that lived behind the house in a tent. Josh at one point got hit by somebody beers. while he's playing guitar. Which pushed him onto my kick oh, yeah. and pushed my entire oh. kit back like I didn't a see foot. Any of it. And he was he was sitting on it and like I was playing and did that and like kept playing and he got up and like <laughs> I oh. grabbed your cymbal stand as I stood back up yeah. and stood because I felt like this and I was just like playing. I was yeah. rear and he pushed me and I got up and grabbed his stand and just went right back into it. Yeah. Which would have been great if the rest of the set went like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then like after after our shit got fried, uh, then we got locked in the basement because a guy was walking around outside with a gun. So that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, well pulling up, I pulled up to that house with my girlfriend in the car and she's like sitting on her phone texting and like as I pull up I'm like, oh fuck, don't look up. Because as dr like driving up it was some kind of fucked up outtake from Mad Max. Yeah. Like, it's like, people <laughs> with fucking arm sleeves, and not like tattoos, I mean fucking like a hole in the thing and this, like, Hot Topic striped arm sleeves. We were easily like three of seven people in a basement of 50 people not wearing leather, let yeah. alone spikes. Like, not we're like, yeah, out. we're old as fuck as shit. Like, yeah. not, not strung out, not, <laughs> like, like, I, we, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, it was it was an interesting scene. <laughs> it was an experience. I've been on tour before, and usually people were like, "Oh, these look at these fucking weirdos." There's no way these guys are from town, and like we felt like the weird like hometown people. Like, oh man, I feel out of place. This guy <laughs> keeps asking us for our beer. Oh, that made, yeah. He had, he had an open beer, an unopened beer, and then kept asking. For and then beer. was like, "Hey, you mind if I grab one of those beers?" And John's like. Why don't you finish one or two of the ones yeah. that you're holding in your hands? <laughs> and one of his yes. arms was broken, so I can only assume that's how that happened. Yeah, that was an experience. That was fun. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was god-awful, but it We're was We're trying awesome. to get out of the city more this year. Yeah. And I feel like you guys have kind of held on to this kind of DIY mentality and DIY way of doing things. I know you guys have played 
Mount Happy and other like DIY spots in Chicago. Do you feel that there's within like that whole thing of we're gonna be DIY that there's definitely a disconnect between like within the community or is it just kind of like what DIY means to us means X and what DIY means to the <laughs> other person means Y and they don't always I think it's mix that. up but I, I Yeah. I don't know if I ever I just like playing. Um, there's I just w once you start, you, you get to a certain point in playing, like politicking starts happening, which is like easily the worst part of being in a band. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the DIY scene, like the, there's just there's degrees, and if you're like super plugged into it, then you know the secret handshakes and the protocols <laughs> that you follow. And yeah. I I don't know I I wouldn't ever consider us part of the like we you know we've played Mount Happy a couple times we played Twenty Forty, mm -hmm. um, but we don't really like make a lot of appearances at those at those venues, and they've been fun whenever we played them. Yeah, um, I would still even call it like MP DIY. I mean, I know. I mean, Brian Peterson is not DIY. That's, yeah. not like, that's an institution. It's not like DIY. He, it's, it's House at a, Blues, though. It's no, but like, it's no. Vito that's making that, and it's yeah. not yeah. DIY. Yeah. It's yeah. Vito, and yeah. everybody fucking loves Vito. Yeah. That's how it should be. But like, if you're yeah. playing, if you're playing at yeah. a place with functional <laughs> bathrooms, and, and, and <laughs> functional bathrooms, air conditioning, there's not dog uh, fucking no graffiti yeah. on the wall, no yeah. graffiti on the wall, an actual liquor license. Like that's not DIY in my mind. That's that's yeah. just we're playing venues. And I feel like you guys, your sound is so unique that you're able to live in that DIY space, but at the same time fucking play with Dog and Wolf and some other bands that if I if I list <laughs> if I played your EPs to someone and then played like Dog and Wolf or Tens yeah. or Two Houses and been like, these two bands play together, they'd be like no, they don't. Yeah, yeah. I call bullshit on that. It's like no, they do. And like, like, we, we were you guys part of that '86 Mets like community before? No. it was okay, but no, still like the bands yeah, that came yeah. out of there that closed up before we we I, got in. Yeah, no, and that I've played around for years now in this fucking city, and uh, nobody gives nobody gives a fuck. I mean, they do. <laughs> it's a uh, I fuck. I think it was a uh, two houses that was saying. <clears throat> Like in an interview where they were like, no, absolutely, it's like Chicago is kind of its own scene, but it's half because like we're like, hey, we're gonna do what we want, but most of that is because nobody gives a fuck what you're doing. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> in the city, nobody outside of the city, nobody gives a fuck what you're doing. Yeah. So we can kind of go like, well, we're gonna do this, like put on our fucking shows, and if you don't, we'll find somewhere else to fucking do it because we're yeah. gonna keep playing. We've we've visibly bummed out people. More than, <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like it was weird. More than a few times. Shit talking on the internet. Yeah. The first time I saw you guys live was Liars Club when I did yeah. the Hannah Lee that's my episode, and, that's, and it was exactly. like so. It was like that weird thing too, where it was like you had a band like Hannah Lee, and then you guys like <laughs> ended the show, and I felt like there were some people that were like, "Wait, wait, what? What just yeah. happened? Like yeah. this show like changed gears on me, and I did not get a memo. I did yeah. not get like I didn't yeah. know. No one informed me of this was happening. Was... But I'm like, that's. I feel like going to that. No one gives a fuck. Like <laughs> Chicago is like one of those that. Yeah, of course, there's booking people that want to book. Yeah. Same in the same like subgenre. But then scenes, like, but yeah, and then like little like nicks niches of like friends of friends are in bands yeah. and they always yeah, yeah. play together. But it's like. I always love it where it's like there's a hip hop guy and then like a band like you guys yeah. and then like a pop punk band and it's like 
we all secretly love all of these different yeah. types of music that are playing at this show, but for some reason we have this stigma that it's like, oh no, they can't all be in the same on the same stage. Yeah. That's that's impossible. No, that's 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 <laughs> always been I don't know. There, there's no comfortable position I think we've ever had. Like maybe like yeah, like three or four game. bills that we've played on have been like, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, and right. then everything else is like, like it, it is at least for me internally, it's a little bit of a mental challenge of let's see how bummed out we can make the people <laughs> that that are like yeah. that are that are into like the softer stuff that just happened before us. Which like I Bye. you know liked it. Uh, I I don't listen to a lot of loud stuff these days anyway but like whatever you know like like songwriter thing before us and it's like mm-hmm. oh, let's see how far we can push the crowd <laughs> yeah. like I, I really want to get a reaction out of them and then like you know yeah we've gotten shit talked on facebook like oh, yeah. why was that band on the bill like there's no place for sludge and and like heavy like loud stuff like that look at the other bands and, like <laughs> like, we're I, doing our job. I, 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 read, I read your, I read your comment, sir, and patted myself on the back. <laughs> yeah. So there's definite shows you go into where it's like, let's see how many people we can clear out of this place. Well, it's 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 not, not that like, necessarily. I don't want to. I don't want to turn people away. Yeah. Uh, I just want like we just know it's gonna happen. We, right. we know it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. And and I just I I like. I think one thing that that we we do if if there's any credit given live, uh, uh, uh about our bullshit band is that like we'll risk injury and <laughs> like I've thrown up in my mouth in between songs because yeah. I was so exhausted. I've thrown up in his mouth. Yep. <laughs> um, like uh, we, we just played a show at Quenchers and I'd split my thumb open so I like crazy glued it shut and like played the show and was bleeding Those were the, the, the Aaron guy took the photos yeah, of like the, the bloody, bloody drumsticks yeah. yeah. and you're just like yeah. there's a story to these yeah, yeah, like yeah. how they ended up like this. No it was, it was stupid. I was working on a block print and I was cutting towards myself instead of away and I split open four hours before show. Literally the first oh, lesson. Oh, yeah. Literally <laughs> the first lesson they teach you. Yeah. Um, away from yourself. But, but, but it's more just like uh, like feel like a great I, I feel like <laughs> like I mean every band should should operate in the mode that they want to operate in. Yeah. But mm. I feel like I haven't done what I'm supposed to do if I am not like about to like Dying. black out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And 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 like, like we you know we were recording just now, and like I was saying out there, the whole time I was like, we're recording. You don't have to hit that hard. You don't have to hit that hard. <laughs> yeah. And then the whole time I was like, I don't feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed yeah. to do if I'm not hitting hard. And so it's more like I just, I just for me, I'm not like the most technical drummer. I'm not fucking virtuoso so I feel like what I've got is a willingness to uh, just you said syncopation so I feel like you know <laughs> yeah. I read a Wikipedia page yeah. I read a Wikipedia page on drumming.com yeah. he has to because fucking you won't write anything but fucking seven and fucking eleven because yeah. I don't count anything I don't know any notes. please like check like, out this I wrote this seven years ago and for some reason nobody can play along to six yeah. eight twelve yeah. but and I, John's like oh I got it and then Josh is just like just shaking his head. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I, I want to show something that I feel like I don't see a lot, which is, I mean, d- mm, it doesn't baseball need... bats on the fucking yeah the o- oversized drumsticks. Yeah. I, I just yeah. like, like, I don't think most bands or all bands or any bands need to do what we're doing, but it's just I remember when I saw bands that were like kind of scary to watch play <laughs> because of how intense they were and how much they were throwing themselves into it. That was the thing that kind of electrified me. Yeah. Um, I love it when people are like, I thought you guys were going to kill each other. I love that. I love hearing that. Like, yeah. yeah. Every yeah. time that yeah. we think that we've played well, where it's like, that felt pretty good. Like, that was pretty good. Afterwards, people are like, oh, I 
I'm, I was pretty sure Josh was going to get hit by the base. Like, yeah. I, was gonna <laughs> yeah. Get, oh, well, no. So you guys are correct, and we did do well. That's yeah. Yeah. good to know. Like, and I feel like a lot of that is lost. Like, I'm the lead singer of a band, mm -hmm. and I grew up in the thing where it's like, you know if you're going to be the lead singer, like, you need to be doing fucking backflips <laughs> off, yeah. like, shit, off, the, like, the kick drum and things like yeah. that. And, like, if you're not dripping sweat, yeah. like you're doing a disservice to the people that came out to that Absolutely. show. Yeah, every now and then we'll see see bands that are like sort of aggressive or sort of loud and like at the end of the show I'm like, none of you are sweaty. <laughs> yeah. How did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I mean, it's so not, so trying to be not judgmental, but it's also one of those like, man, like if that's what your sound is, like I, I want you to see, I want to see you physically pay for the sound that I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like there's some debt that's owed if you're going to play music like that. Yeah. So yeah. And I feel I like if people are like, oh, well, you know, I sing and I play guitar, so I'm like behind a microphone, so I'm like strapped to that microphone, and I'm like, you have no. not seen Ribbonhead live, obviously, <laughs> yeah. because they don't give a fuck about that. No. And they're going to move what around the again. Fucking microphone. <laughs> yeah. Fuck your microphone. Josh is an you don't have to stand right in front of it the whole time. Like, Josh you're not singing 100% of the time. It's Josh a, a, I Josh always come out and chip my teeth. Like, yep. It's like, no mic, no mic. Mic, oh! Split your lip, chip your fuck. teeth. Yeah, yeah. like. Yeah. Ian's party, they had one of those round bass fucking mic stands, and it, oh. it was missing a rubber foot, so I went to step up, and I step, I always step on the mic stand to hold it in place, so that when I lean up against it, I don't just go, and right, right, yeah, yeah. so like, I stepped on it, and it just went right into my face, oh. and I was like, bleeding all night, so I'm like yelling, I'm like, try to, there's blood all over the place, I'm like, I feel... Enjoy hepatitis. I, you, you, yeah, you Goonies uh, <laughs> stepped on the rake yourself. If anyone likes Side war, just stand like yeah. right in this like yeah. splash zone area. That's yeah. happening. Yeah, no, you'll be good. <laughs> we don't have spaghetti, but we got blood. And it, yeah. just fine. Yep. Awesome. All right, we're gonna take our first break. You're gonna hear the second song that Ribbon had recorded live in the studio, and it's called Honey Pot. And which one was this off of? This is off the forthcoming. This one's new. Mm. Yeah. This is new. Ooh, right new. Right. So we'll talk about the new recording that they did back in January-ish. Yeah. Um, and then go ahead and go into the songwriting process because it's very fucking technical, weird shit that they do up there. Um, <laughs> and enjoy Honey Pot.
Cool. All right, and we are back. You just heard Honey Pot. Uh, we have Ribbonhead in the studio. Crack open that second beer. Let's get rocking and rolling. You're two fisting it. Oh. All right. Two housing it. Two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we mentioned. Uh, I mean, it's not deep. With uh, you guys were recording at wall to wall. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you guys recorded in the big room, which I'm super jealous of. <laughs> but uh, we'll just skate over that. Uh, so what? is the typical <laughs> let me back up <laughs> songwriting process for Ribbonhead from inception to the song making it on the set list what does that kind of timeline look like for you guys songwriting wise most of the time it's pretty fast it's it's fast Lee let's, let's try and readers digest this pig uh, Lee, <laughs> Lee comes in with a riff that doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> it usually sounds like it's in a minor or a major key and is probably in seven eights. Uh, John goes, yeah, no, no, that sounds great. I'm like, okay, well, now I have to find a way to play this riff in seven eights. And then once I do it, we're like, all right, let's just make a variation of this until we actually have figured out the correct way to end the song, because otherwise we'll never finish it in seven, then 11, or 14, or whatever the fuck Lee's doing. It. It's so weird, too. I never feel like it's really that complex. or Because or it's off. rhythmic and it's pattern-based, because yeah. Lee's just going... Because even within the song, I mean, for the, for the listener who doesn't have, like, the time stamp in their head uh -huh. the changes within the song seem like oh what how, how the fuck did they go from that to that <laughs> well yeah but it's like yeah. i it's like and that's when you break drastic. it down to like a yeah. click or something it's like it could all make sense but it's like to the listener certain like rhythm changes and things like that are just like most what? of the most of the time it's just it, <laughs> it, it's feel, yeah it's just yeah. feel based yeah like when we 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 wrote honeypot and <laughs> Um, like most of the stuff on animals is kind of just muscular and aggressive and so uh, the three new songs that we recorded at wall to wall are a little more melodic mm -hmm. um, and a lot more melodic. a lot a lot a lot more melodic but uh, when we wrote honeypot it was just like we, we had the verse course verse course and then uh, I think I was sitting there and I was like I kind of just like can we just take a left turn? Can we like take a hard left turn into a part that has nothing to do with what came before? Yeah. And like we'll just like we'll we'll have like the 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 hornets buzzing around guitars and then we'll kick into just a sludgy I don't know, insane type. It's it's exactly thing. what we want because every single fucking person that we've showed that song thinks it's too on the mix. They're well, not even just that, they're like <laughs> Like if you if you were, were to live tweet a review of it, someone would be like, "Yeah, no, it's this. This is good. I like this. Oh, it's kind of got that Midwestern. What the fuck is happening right <laughs> yeah. now?" Yeah. Like all of a sudden, people are like real depressed. <laughs> like so, if we can't do it live, where it's like, "Oh, well, we're you know we're playing with Thames and we're playing with Auto Man and we're playing with Dog and Wolf," like and we can't just bum you out right there. We'll go like, "Well, we'll bring the Midwest. Yeah, we'll bring the melody, and yeah. then we'll tell you and how we'll, you should feel yeah. terrible yet again." Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pull the rug out. From <laughs> yeah, if we've got to make the melody happen to make you feel bad about what happens afterwards we'll do it <laughs> it's fucking do it but it's yeah it's mostly just feel it's like if there's a riff there it's uh uh was it we didn't play it but the third song that we recorded has like a, a stupidly difficult drum pattern that I'm yeah. like I, I wrote it and I was like that's stupid but I have Why to play it. Why am I doing it. this? Yeah, I write that you write it and you're like this is awesome and then yeah. you actually have to play it and, and then you're I like this is not awesome. Yeah. 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 It's, it's studio like seventy five minutes of John going. 
That wasn't even the hard beat. That was just because I had been drumming for six hours and my yeah, hands were shut. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's mostly feel. It's like, all right, cool. That riff was pretty cool. What is what? What does it feel like needs to happen next? And then it's yeah. We usually uh, just stop and like talk about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. A lot of, some bands I'm in like. It's just kind of like everybody just kind of plays the next riff and like you don't really talk about it. You're just kind of like, oh, well, this probably should go next, and then you then you have your song. And you, never, you never really talked about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I think we stop a lot and we're like, ah, uh, maybe this note to that note. Some of them come out pretty like, fast. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel it, like yeah. Go. Oh, I, I was uh, I was gonna say I think a lot of our dynamic is based on. Um, I mean, John can play. Real, real people instruments. He can play like melodic instruments. I like to make fun of him because he's a drummer. Yeah. But uh, he's also a really good arranger. Like yeah. Lee, That's Lee the and only I, thing I'm good at. Lee and I are vomitous when it comes to riff. Like yeah, everything like riffs off that one note. Not even you know. just like we'll be like Lee, play what you just played, and Lee will do not what he just played. <laughs> no, nope. he will play it for 45 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, and he won't stop. He's like bassland. Faceland, yeah. buddy. Like <laughs> Lee and I can both just crank out bullshit for hours on end, and John will be like, "Don't like that. Don't like that. Do yeah. that one. Do that one. Do it longer." Yeah, like cut that last note. Lee, off. do this one afterwards. I'm yeah. just segue it like this. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just I'm basically just an editor, yeah. <laughs> which is fine. No, it's great. We just we're just random noise generation machine. Yeah, yeah. And John fucking hacks it all apart live. Like, pretty much the wall and keep it sticks. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like for your songs, it doesn't really <laughs> adhere to quote unquote like a punk like format and do you attribute that to like having metal and I know we were talking about like doom metal and like crazy <laughs> shit and like two piece bands and does it come from where it's like yeah I guess we're kind of a punk band but our writing style comes from like totally different worlds I don't know what we are yeah <laughs> I just, we just play fast and loud I feel like a fucking asshole calling us a punk band but yeah. I think a lot of people who Maybe I mean lack of I a better know. term. People, uh, people punk are either really, really involved. Yeah. People who are really involved in punk <clears throat> really take that umbrage with it, us being described as punk. Well, no, just when they do it, it's like they they're like, oh yeah, no, we're, we're punk. We do it like this is the meaning and this is the reason. I'm like, mm -hmm. absolutely. But I I don't think that we're like, oh man, we're trying to do whatever. Like it feels weird because I'm like, I don't. I don't have any problem being called a punk band, but I feel like uh, we're not just because like when we go play with punk bands, we're like, oh man, this feels so weird. Like we feel so out of place, and not yeah. like because like playing with the weird melodic bands is easy for us because we know them uh -huh. and our fan crossover for who fucking knows why <laughs> is really solid. Like between yeah. like Dog and Wolf and like Auto Man and like the Thames Crew. We know I everybody we just, in all those bands. Yeah. I think we just surprise people too. Like I think people are just like, oh, and they just want to stick around and see what we. Because it goes into that. Like, you're thinking of it like, oh, it's in seven eight, and then it's in something else, and then oh, it switches over, <laughs> and it's like most punk bands are like, okay, drummer, play as loud as you play as loud and as fast as you can, yep. and we'll try and keep up, <laughs> and that's the tempo. Yeah, Whereas yeah. like, there's more of like. We're just trying to keep. I ourselves. feel like a dick saying educated, but I feel like there's a more <laughs> like 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 music like musically though yeah, like there's totally. more of like yeah, a yeah. musically educated like Oof. like 
approach to it. We're just trying where to keep it's just like yeah. it's funny because trying to yeah. talk trying to talk musical education with either of these two is like fucking pulling teeth. <laughs> Which is like why I feel like maybe I mean maybe we are a punk band because we we don't try and think about it. We don't go oh well I don't know like this this if major it sounds good, doesn't we're fit good. in. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what notes. But and that's like I try and be like no this will work because I'm playing the fit. Like there's one song where I literally play one chord for the whole fucking verse. All of the verses is and it's not even a chord. It's an Active. Like he's doing everything. And I'm like, no, it works because I'm playing the fifth of this, so when you do it and I'm doing these, it makes a fucking uh, power chord. And he's like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I just thought it sounded cool. Like, sure, yeah, no, let's do that, dude. <clears throat> and so I do feel like can... every guitarist <laughs> that does lead lines, if they don't want to sound like a lower class brats <laughs> type of like street punk band, right. invest in what you have, that like octave pedal or am i saying that right oh i have for the the this for the pig lord song that intro whatever you tap into on the oh, oh you mean on um kneecapper. kneecapper like the really long like bassy intro and, like a lot of intro. like chaos the one noise. where he screams into the no car. the one that we were the, like yeah okay uh, that's just fucking that's Lee and I playing at the same time. That's our fucking entire thing. Is when Lee and I play at the same time, it sounds like a massive attack of one note. Then like, so it's like the <sighs> the boards or like the pedals that you guys use. It's like, it's like <laughs> the good and de- the good and bad thing about playing fuzz bass is like when that fuzz pedal's not working. Uh, I guess we don't have the bass. <laughs> yeah. But it's that thing where it's game, like, yeah. I wish that more bands in quote-unquote punk or like thrash or whatever you want to call it experimented more with that stuff where it's like, you don't have to like directly plug in. Like, yeah. you can fuck around with shit and like, it turns out fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, has it always been in your other projects and things like that where there's always been like, pedals and boards oh. and things like that for, for me, yeah for you Not yeah for me really this is actually the first band i've ever actually he loaded up on pedals for uh, like i said we've been playing for a year he loaded up on pedals too for the pet <laughs> us oh yeah yeah me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck your other band. Uh, he loaded up, not even loaded up, it was just a bunch of different distortion things, and they worked yeah. out for him, and it was working. And we play, when we played it wall to wall, Dylan's like, here, try this out. Like, this, like just, just in like the most nonchalant way, like, I'm waiting for this mind to be blown. And as soon as Lee fucking plugged in, he's like, I need one of these. And I fucking, I went online the day after and, and bought one. Yeah. Like, we're going to use it for, the, we're going to use it for the band. Yeah. And we, uh, we don't need it. So it's not part of the tone. Like in in my last band, I used mm-hmm. pedals all the time, and that was when we were loading in here. I was like, I didn't need to bring this board. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> I didn't That's think we were playing kill. kneecapper, which has got like a bunch of really weird octave effects on a pedal that yeah, yeah. I shouldn't fucking own because I'm I'm a hack. But <laughs> like that one is the most pedal. Everything else is just like I like to control my distortion on the board because yeah. I have a nice fucking Marshall. I've got like a garbage 300 watt. Fucking Randall, that just sounds like you know somebody kicking a garbage can <laughs> in a fucking alley at midnight. That but works. I do feel that like that's one thing that like I would love bands to do more of is like experiment with that stuff. And Absolutely. it's like if because it's like you can have the really like ding, 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 like <laughs> sounding solo, but it's like all it takes is like one of those to be like holy shit like this is a totally different instrument now and it's like you don't have to like adhere to like xyz where you guys are just like if it's loud 
and like scares people and we're sweaty yeah. like that's I, fucking it like, that's really, <laughs> I think I've done like I can't even count how many heads I've gone through uh, <laughs> like just in terms of like because I, I play the oversized shells so like getting uh, the right kind of uh, head uh, going from like standard ambassador coding to vintage emperors to trying an emperor x on the snare to a power stroke four like trying to find all these things and then finally finding stuff that has enough t attack <laughs> yeah we talked about pedals for an hour <laughs> yeah. and like doing all that and then like going through symbols too like i was i was burning through fucking symbols like they didn't cost four hundred dollars <laughs> and i finally got the 23 inch and for some reason that thing hasn't fallen apart and it's also yeah, like, no shit i don't know what's going well, on well there goes that yeah yeah thanks a you lot it. next, next like, hit it's so crazy that it's like there's so much thought and like equipment know-how and things like Just that pickiness. but then it's like yeah. you put out yeah, koozies really. and pins they're like zero fucks yeah. <laughs> zero yeah. fucks like it's like but no there are fucks given no, <laughs> like, i think i think we 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 care intensely about writing yeah. stuff that we feel is as good as we can make it which is entirely internal and absolutely not yeah. relative to any any anything else externally but um i think the zero fucks thing is just like external completely yeah it's, yeah, it's everyone just like else, everyone it's who's like i love you i love that when you say great things like i i learn shit about my playing when i hear reviews or people talking about whatever but it's like you kind of just don't care it's like yeah we're gonna play we're gonna do the absolute best we can when we play um, except mm -hmm. if we play Emporium, because it seems like both times we played there. It's well, we got to get been, sick and then not sleep. Yeah. <laughs> to play there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First, the first time we played there, we were. It was like it was my day? first show. Record store. Uh, record store. Four twenty. It was four twenty. Yeah. I worked till seven in the morning, and it was my first show with the band without Vinny. Okay. And and then after that we played a show the night we recorded at wall to wall yeah. <laughs> yeah. after dumb. like was tracking sad. all day and screaming like that was the up. facebook post where you're like scheduling issues or yeah. like yeah. Yeah. So yet again yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so i feel like then uh you know what no we'll take a break because <laughs> yeah. this is kind of like a separate thing where i want to talk about the new recording like how it. you guys said it was very melodic but then hearing from album reviews such as like other certain i won't name any names but certain like album that. reviews were like oh you guys should lose all the melodic and <laughs> be all aggressive and i feel like it goes to the zero fox where it's like thank you we're still gonna write what we want to write yeah. but thanks for that um <laughs> unfortunately i'm like I, I will go the route that if somebody tells me i shouldn't do something like it sounds like a good idea now like it sounds like a real fucking good idea right <laughs> yeah. now yeah. now that you bring it up and i uh, i think we're just keeping ourselves entertained too like we yeah. we did fucking long pig and gray which are exhausting Gross. and just non-stop like forward movement and then it's like you know what we haven't done yet we haven't really done anything melodic yeah let's try that because if we keep doing the same thing if if, if we acdc <laughs> our bam. albums bam, and bam. just put out the same fucking four yeah, songs every time then I, i've got no interest in being in the band yeah. anymore so all right like so we're going to take a little break and then we'll talk more about the new recording when to expect it how the recording process was and then go into a little bit of a speed round uh so for Ooh. now you're going to enjoy the third track that ribbon had recorded in the studio called kneecap enjoy
right, welcome back everyone. You just heard Kneecap from Ribbonhead and we're gonna get into the last segment of the interview, talk about the new release, uh, talk a little bit about the musicians individually and then wrap mm-hmm. this little thing up in a bow. Uh, so mm-hmm. you guys recorded January-ish in mm-hmm. Wall to Wall. Tell us about the new recording. Uh, Dylan from Den, uh, bass player, engineered it and did a Bang fucking up. phenomenal job. Yeah. Um, uh, it was just kind of a cool dude to hang out with. Um, recorded everything live. Yeah. Um, did one guitar overdub, I think. Just a one guitar just double, double through a fancier amp with yeah. better mm-hmm. sound. And then, yeah, Josh made up lyrics on the spot because that's kind of that sort of thing. The way we <laughs> yeah. way, way we approach that. It's, yeah. The lead singer in me is like, oh god, don't act lyrics like, I don't mean know. stuff. I have, I have to. Oh no, they mean things. They okay. mean things. They were stolen from various <laughs> I write in a really weird tongue-in-cheek kind of fucking manner. Like, okay, the things I, the, everything I have written has been written down somewhere. It's just, it just depends. <laughs> a lot of how we write the lyrics ends up being Lee and I will scream the vocal melody. Or what have you? Just sounds the yeah. whole yeah. thing. Most for, just I mean, feel we like played these weeks. songs. Uh, <laughs> fuck weeks. We played these songs for months with no lyrics. Really? really to them. And we play live like, shows, and it's just like where I'm like, okay, well, what am I thinking <laughs> about today? Or like yeah. when we do it at practice, I'd be like, Lee, give me something. You'd be like, dinosaurs that can talk, and it's like, that's the theme for for the day. That was a good song. No, it was terrible. That was actually <laughs> one of the worst things we've ever done as a band. Uh-huh. But like, I usually yeah, just yell something. And you're like, what are you saying? And then you write a whole like, song. I write things uh, around what like I said been miserable. yelling randomly. <laughs> yeah. And half the time, it ends up being, I uh. It ends up being a lot more cohesive than Once it has any cohesive business Cohesive is the word I'm looking yeah. at. Mm-hmm. It, it goes where, like, I'll take what... I'll have things kind of written, and I'll be like, well, Lee's saying this. Actually, this this kind of works. I'm going to write this song about this. Yeah. And just yeah. fucking... Because I don't... Uh, I don't really want to be on a fucking <laughs> pedestal and, like... <laughs> Why don't you talk more about your fucking drum heads, asshole? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to fucking talk. Uh, I don't. I'm not a political. I, I don't. I don't talk about political shit because I don't want to sound like the white guy that thinks he knows what he's talking about. Like who? Right. I, I don't know shit. Nobody yeah. gives a fuck about my opinion other than me, and that's how I want to keep it. Like I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like yeah. you can you can learn my lyrics if you want, but please, Oof, God, don't. don't. <laughs> and, uh, but like I mean, stupid quotes from things. It's it's. Like a, definitely. a glimpse inside to my my brain, which is <laughs> nothing I wish on anyone. There's yeah. definitely no like concerted effort. We just completely deviated from talking about recording the new stuff. But there's there's no concerted effort I'll to bring have, us back. have 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 <laughs> messages at all in the lyrics. Like when we did animals. Oh, the, I do, but they, I keep them secret from these yeah. guys because <laughs> yeah. I don't like my shit. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I mean, the, the album cover certainly had meaning and, you know, titling something CPD, which actually doesn't mean Chicago Police Department. It's actually far worse. It's far worse than that because uh, there's an actual Confederate Pride Day that happens. So the fact that that uh, day. I used to live in Virginia. Yeah. That, okay. that day shares so that the happens. same acronym. <laughs> sh- uh, shares the same acronym as the uh, Chicago Police Force, and that was the same year that every. Uh, week was uh, a new uh, <laughs> African American person being killed by a cop. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so this is just the time that is going on right now. And yeah, I don't write political shit, and I, I do it on purpose. Like right. I don't want to fucking come off. It's like, a lot more I know personal. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is like good. It's it's just it's sort of like an internalized uh, 
wherever your headspace is based on what's going on externally and you don't have to like you don't have to point and preach or anything like that. right right so So what would you say would be the biggest difference between your previous releases recording them and recording this new release does the new release have a name yeah yep what is it called racing Racing to to the the bottom. bottom release date I've finished the mix this week, uh, so we have to send it in for mastering. We'll probably do a Bandcamp release pretty quick after that, and then we're doing... um, I'm stealing all of uh, uh, Hayes XXL from Amrep's stuff, uh, (laughs) because he he block prints all the uh, packaging for, like, the small run records. We're not gonna we're not gonna do a record because uh, of the aforementioned price issue, <laughs> yeah. and also the tapes are just way more hip right now. Well, exactly. yeah, somebody asked to, but tapes are super hip right now, so we'll do those. Um, and we're gonna I, I've got some lino cuts that I've done. We're gonna block print the okay. the art onto cardboard box mailer things. We'll yeah. put tapes in there. We'll probably have a print inside that. Hell yeah, um, stickers. Yeah, patches buttons. and stuff, and the then fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And do that. Have you done a lot of like the behind, like mixing and things like that for the other releases, or yeah. has this been everything that I've we've done? done he's yeah. mixed. So like, if so you, you're the like engineer nerd. I'm the producer. I, I can't yeah. engineer for shit. But uh, okay, Dil- yeah. Dylan did. Dylan did a fucking phenomenal job. So on it that. goes along with like the arranging, where it's like you see the arrangement. Through, yeah. through with the producing. Yeah, and it's it's also like it's I mean, yeah, it's a it's a it's a control freak thing too. Yes, <laughs> I I I don't ever want to bother somebody as much as I'm gonna need to to get it to sound the way that I want it yeah. to. Right, right. So like if you listen to our first 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 EP, like that that mix is garbage because I didn't really know what I was doing. And then animals, I think I kind of figured it out. And then this mix, I spent like a month um relearning compression stuff and it's like the the entire new album is just compressors and eqs there's nothing you know Mm, i'm not i'm not uh, there's the vocal spreader on lee's backup vocals but beyond that um but yeah i just and it's it's something that i really like doing too like i i really like hearing the raw stems Mm -hmm. and then uh like knowing that if I put on a certain compressor with a certain attack and a certain release and a certain ratio and a certain threshold, that without even doing anything on the EQ end, it's still gonna like sound like what Decent. it sounds like yep. live. Is it a gift and a curse? <laughs> do you like wake up in the middle of the night like, oh, I can do that, and then you like go down and you like work on it, and then it's like no sleep because you're like always oh. like trying. Is there like a perfectionist thing where you find yeah. yourself being like no? Stop. There's only so much I can do. <laughs> there, there's definitely like, uh, uh, like I'll be at work or I'll, I'll be on the train back home. Like I always listen to, I, I bounce the mixes out. I listen to them on the train ride to and from work mm-hmm. just because nine times out of 10, whoever listens to our thing is probably going to have ambient noise. For so, sure. So that's my, my trial by fire. Um, but like while I'm like on the train, I'm like, all right, I'm not happy with that. What is that? What is that? What is that? Okay, so my effects stack, if I put an EQ first and then a high pass filter and then a compressor and then an EQ, I can drop the mids out from the start, I can cut the low end f- uh, rumble, I, then the compressor will get that clean signal, and then mm. I compress that and then I put the EQ on top of that and I shape the sound exactly how I want it. 
Um, Holy shit! That's why I have Chris do all this stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, I, that's, that's like that's I'm like my like, mind's blown. Just send me. It. <laughs> just send me. I, just I, like, I think there was good. there there was one point like where where we were all more on, base. on, on yeah, more base. <laughs> we were all on group chat and I was like uh, I don't like want to run away with this but. Uh, I'm kind of enjoying doing it, and they're both like, ah, fuck it, do it. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, all right, cool. So from animals to this, in terms of how things were recorded, oh. as opposed to like the producing end of it, oh, this is were there easier. big differences? Animals, yes. weird. Animals, animals, awesome. animals, we didn't play through any of our gear. Uh, I, I, I didn't use my own snare. I used my rack and my floor. Josh and Lee were both playing through different um, uh, cabinets. And which yeah. uh, and then uh, uh, so when I mixed that I actually had to reamp all the guitar stuff um, and I reamped the bass mm -hmm. uh, just so I could control the tone because like, sure. it, it didn't sound bad at all um, the, the, the captures were all really clean and they were good to work with but they weren't like the tone that we wanted like Lee didn't like the tone that he had Josh mm -hmm. didn't like the tone he had but they were serviceable, so right, I could just right. run them through uh, a virtual amp and like have total control over like mic position, cabinet style, head style. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you feel like you lose something putting so much of it through digital things as opposed to being like, oh, we want like the raw noise of it, or is it something where it's like we can still achieve that with it sounding it's professionally well, done? You, <laughs> like, yeah, you can get it because when it. Not in a bad way. Like it was recorded really well in a, a fucking ridiculous studio. Yeah, but like animals was recorded really well. But it still kind of has. I mean, it's not even sterile. It still sounds good to us. Like for for what we did and how much, like what we did to it and the amount of money we spent on on doing it. But like this. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> but the the neck <clears throat> racing to the bottom is just like. When we got the stems, they already had character. Like there was yeah. good amp sound. Yeah. It was live, so it had that kind of like we're abrasive and kind of kind of gross to begin with. So like <laughs> that live sound is is kind of a good thing. Like yeah, the yeah. is is an unnecessary yeah, instrument of mm -hmm. itself. Exactly. So like when we got it back immediately, like John. Well, we listened to stems, but like John was like, and I heard it, and I was like, holy shit, no, like these sound good. Out of the gate, yeah. like right, right. Just yeah. to, I don't have like, to do, do much this. I, 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 the, the the most I had to do like animals. I purposely mix so it, like mm. stuff bleeds a lot into everything else. Mm. Like it's it's very much a a wall, like one cohesive wall of noise. Um, and that's using VCA smashed compressors because they, they they really <laughs> blow out the signal. Smash. Um, <laughs> But the, yeah, this one like this one this this mix has all been uh, learning how to separate stuff really well, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and give things a lot of space uh, a lot of space just because there's a little bit more going on. That's the hardest part about three piece is you have one guitar and it's like well if there's not a lot going on here what do you fill it with? Yeah, yeah. that I found because I've only ever played in like a four piece band until or like weird shit that we haven't recorded for so sure. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, well, this is going on. Like, there's a fucking rhythm guitar under it. Just fucking bed that and mm -hmm. make this thing nice and sassy. But when there's one guitar, it's like, oh, well, I've actually got to play decently and not fuck all my <laughs> shit up. And I can't just fucking rely on other people. There's right. a few flubbed chords I've copied and pasted over. Shut <laughs> up. How about that? Yeah. There, there, there is no no position of power greater than being in a band and having control over exporting raw takes where it's just the guitar or just the bass and you can hear like the weird strum that you know will set them off if they hear it and you're like I could export just that little thing out and send it to them. Which is why I don't think he should be doing what he's doing. 
I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it. So definitely be on the lookout for the new release. I'm definitely excited to listen to it. I'm sure all of you will be as well. Let's get into the speed round. Uh, I answer. I ask you a question and you answer individually. Okay. Uh, no explanation needed to the answer. Mm -hmm. Just one word answer, oh, or like a sentence answer. Cool. And noted writer. Oh yeah. <laughs> first question. First album or CD that you remember buying with your own money? Oh man. Fuck me. I know this, and I don't want to answer it, actually. But you got it. This is why we do it. Uh, you mine, son of a bitch. Mine was definitely Green Day Dookie. Oh, My parents, like, held off on buying me CDs because, like, they're way older. <laughs> they're, like, most people's grandparents' age. And, like, they were like, CDs are just going to disappear in, like, a month. Because they went through, like, tapes and A-tracks and records. And they thought CDs. Right. Speed round. Bullshit. Got you. Good you speed round. Out. He doesn't do speed. Dookie. Well, in mind. Uh, I bought both... Uh, Mm -hmm. Fuck, what was the uh, mm -hmm. Weird Al album? It was the one where he did uh, some terrible cover, surprisingly, and uh, no doubt, Tragic Kingdom. Nice. One of my first two CDs. Yeah. Uh, I bought... What did I buy? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. huh. mm. No, I got a couple mm. things. Uh, my, my dad was really instrumental in, in pushing uh, all sorts of music. Uh, across my plate. Um, so what did I buy? Worst I think I bought Yanni. No, I bought <laughs> I bought I bought Hendrix's "Are You Experienced" because he played me. I can't see uh, that. He played me "Purple Haze" and I thought the guitar sounded disgusting. And then Mitch Mitchell is just like a tornado. Right. Um, and then uh, I grew up in a very religious environment for a while, so I also bought an album called. Uh, by a band called The Crucified, <laughs> called Pillars of Humanity, which is like I'll I'll stand by that being a good fucking record. I, the lyrics are abysmal, but <laughs> <laughs> like that record is really good, and The Blames Frail was really good too. Um, the solid fucking album, but just tune out the lyrics. Nice favorite alcoholic beverage. Guess oh, whiskey. I've been drinking a lot of Evan Williams lately. Oh so. God. It's so, it's so I feel cheap. sorry for your body. It's, it's 15 bucks, and it's like, it's, you get like twice as much. Then, like, you get it like Jack Daniels, and you get like this little tiny bottle for the same price. Alright. Oh man. Uh, I like I like all alcohol. Anything that's alcoholic is my brand. Pretty, pretty much, <laughs> I, I'm good with that. Okay. Um, fuck more. Except Malort. Fuck Malort. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck Malort. Fuck Carl Jepsen. Fuck his goddamn son. Sam Edgen and Bill goddamn Covert. You can shove the Malort up your ass. God damn it. I don't mind it that much. So. Fuck you. Also, I like, uh... Oh, God. Uh, I... I all my, uh, not all my, but most of my friends work at breweries, and I mm. don't know if it's because of that that I like hams. Um, <laughs> but I, I love oh, the job. Job. It's all hams. Yeah, uh, uh, hams. All are, of my friends are shitty brewers. Six hours so. on that today. <laughs> Fuck you. Hams or it's nothing but swill. Hams or bullet bourbon. <laughs> all right, for yeah. sure. From one end to the other. Yeah. yeah. If you could open for one band, living or dead, who would it be? Oh boy. And it doesn't have to be as ribbon head. It could just be you as a musician. Dude, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna take it as ribbon head. I'm just gonna say torch or like floor or something like. I'd fucking love to open for this man. Nice. Bjork in anything that I've ever been in. I don't give a shit. Nice. I don't fucking give a shit. 
Oh shit! Good um, job, stupid. Drive like Jehu or Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, no shit. Very cool. Nice. Favorite venue to play in Chicago. That's Sub T Basement. That's Sub T Basement. was awesome. I don't think we played it yet. We haven't. We haven't played downstairs. It's not even a basement. It's the main floor. Yeah. 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 Let's focus on the band that we're being interviewed for. You just said favorite place to play. Yeah, it's your. Yeah. I just wanted to give him shit. Yeah. I like them. I like Empty Bottle a bunch. Okay. Josh. I don't know. I've played Quencher so many times. Uh, that I feel like is my second home. Like, <laughs> and it was just fine. I, like, I'm, what? Not the mutiny. <laughs> that's my answer. <laughs> not, not the, I think that's the next question. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't... Clubs don't seem to Actually, like it. I don't here. mind the mutiny. It's just that stage that's so wide. Like, well, people turn out for thing. it. The ramps. Yeah, the ramps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking ramps. You don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Nobody yeah. knows what to do with the goddamn ramp. Is it a runway? <laughs> like, oh, it is if you're a singer. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Don't, uh, you don't need to tell me twice. I like, uh, I don't think we've had a bad show at Liars Club. No, Liars Club is No, Liars is fun. Liars shit. Club, the, uh, Jay, uh, who does the sound. Hell yeah. Song, he's awesome. Jay's yeah, does cooler. a fucking great job. Uh, I can actually hear stuff on the stage, which is cool. Jay working sound, Gary behind the bar. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have a good night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jay fucking... Herb, Herb just, like, cameoing his yeah. way amongst the bar. Yeah. You know it's like, you're not getting out of there alive. <laughs> I, I knew Liars Club was good when we played there, and whenever we played, like, people... I, I was in the middle of a song, and I could see people looking at me, like, horrified. <laughs> All right, some of my shit broke, whatever. And as soon as we finished playing, I looked over, and the fucking monitor was on fire. Yeah. Well, it was smoking, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Jay walks up, and he goes, as yep. urgently as he can, he walks up, he goes... That was fucking awesome. And then, like, walks and then, up to me and like, yes, the sound guy didn't yell at me for burning their monitors. Like, I, I had been watching him and I could see him behind the board and he's kind of like this and he goes, and he just lo he looks over it and he just kind of is like watching it while we're playing. I was like, he's not telling us to stop. So fuck it. Yeah, we got like twenty seconds left in a song. Let's just. Yeah. And then like. I think the first time we ever played there, we didn't go on to like one. It was yeah. the night of that 15. ridiculous wind rainstorm. Yeah, like the huge storm and the Hawks played right. Yep. And it was like it was like one fifteen, and they're like, some shit. "You've got like fifteen minutes to play your your set." <laughs> yeah. And like usually we play like twenty minutes, so like we burned through. We didn't pause. We didn't stop. <laughs> rip through it. Just rip yeah. through it, and we'll at the very end of it, at the very end of it, somebody <laughs> shouted, "Holy fucking shit!" And I was like, "Cool." <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've done our job. We can go. Yeah. yeah. If you could attribute one band to either you saw them live or you heard them, and after that you were like, "I need to do what they're doing. I need to be in a band." <laughs> Who would be that band that you heard or saw that you were like, "Yep, I need to do. I need to start a band." When I first started playing music because of Smashing Pumpkins, but when I saw Glassjaw live, I was like, "I might actually need to be a vocalist." Like that man has just absolutely fucked up everything that I've ever seen right. like as far as music goes. Like that guy's fucking amazing. Nice. Leases. Um I'm gonna say Coliseum. Yeah. Yeah, like Ryan Patterson's like no matter how big they get, Ryan Patterson's still got that like DIY ethic, you know. Yeah, like yeah. He's still I don't know, he's just a smart guy. He's he's been doing it fucking forever. Mm -hmm. like, screen prints, he does he does everything. Like that guy just seems real down to earth and just in it to win it. I hope they didn't break up. I heard. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Chris Penny era Dillinger escape plan, mm. um, which like is hilarious because I couldn't be further from that guy <laughs> in both terms of talent and technical prowess. 
but watching him play was just like it was it was a a, a master class in <laughs> in being fluent in his instrument yeah. and then uh neurosis and jason roder um yeah. is like that guy is so endlessly creative and and the beats and patterns that he comes up with and like he he's he's a weird drummer because like you watch him play and it doesn't look like he's really exerting himself too much and then like halfway through the song you're like oh he's beating the shit out of his drums <laughs> um like he he's i i think he and i both have the same thing like whenever we've had video or, or photos taken like i don't even look like i'm playing a show the face <laughs> is just flat and uh and so like i watch rotor play and he's like just expressionless and just kind of going through it and yeah, watching that dude play, or just watching them, like watching mm-hmm. old like nineteen ninety six, like New York shows where they're still using the Bud Dwyer suicide video in the back while they're, <laughs> while they're playing Locust Star and just like that, like watching a VHS transfer on YouTube in my apartment at two o'clock in the morning still gives me chills. Yeah, like that's I want to be yeah. in that neighborhood somehow. Hell yeah, Vitriol Records has like a saying that like I've I've just taken pretty much from the last couple of years and it's like play what you want to hear write what you want to read and it's, yeah. like, it's super simple it's just like if you want if there's like something missing in like the music world like just just do it yeah for yourself because obviously like there's yeah. a hole like, I don't know just seems easy just right. oh, plug it and this is probably one of the hardest ones because I know people don't want to leave out other bands and things yeah. like that. But oh, I do. who should I have on the podcast next? And if I've already had him on, I'll tell you and you can get another answer. Salvation. Salvation's awesome. Salvation, High Priest, Cell Phones. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All of those. Yeah. Twice. Awesome. Sounds good to me. All right. You are going to listen to the last song uh, that they recorded live in the studio. It's called Nag. Ribbonhead, (laughs) thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, I'll set links to Bandcamp, Facebook, all that stuff. I'll let you guys know in the intro if they have any shows coming up. Uh, From all of us here at Frisky Morris and Friends, have a good day, night, evening, whenever you're listening to this. And we are out. Bye. (laughs) That was a strong sign off there, Lee. Thank you.